Robots Radio presents Rated M for Mature. Welcome back, everybody, to the Download Weekly Gaming News, the show where we give you the DL on the latest in gaming every week in a small bite-sized download. My name is Jameson. And I am your innocent host, Brenna. Definitely not. You are not I'm fooling anybody with the that. sweetest of angels. I am, like, basically untouched. Yeah. <clears throat> Think of me as the purest form of existence in this world and that's i'm purer than that so <laughs> i don't know why the basically untouched got me <laughs> that was the part that really got me i know but i can totally see someone saying that i'm basically untouched so you're telling me you've been touched is what you're <laughs> telling me really there's a lot of horrible, like, dark humor jokes in that. There was. That was hilarious. Uh, we are back. Uh, we're a day later than we normally are. Uh, there was kind of an incident at Brenna's work yesterday, and it really just it derailed the whole day, to be completely honest. And then Brenna's been having some issues with her car. So um, once again, yeah. no, you are not listening to the wrong episode. My car is messed up again. Well, it's still, you just haven't got to the back yet. So I, I mean, it's got some more messed ago, up. From when I was in Vegas. Oh, uh, yeah. That was, uh, that was a long time ago, but yeah. So, um, we just, the day just, it devolves. And so we were unable to record. So we are now recording and you'll get to enjoy this episode anyway. So just a reminder, if you didn't listen to last week's the, uh, recap, we're working on a couple things uh changing some things around so uh go check that out for an update on what's going on it was pretty short brief to the point um so go listen to that and we'll keep you updated as we go forward but otherwise nothing's really changing we just had a little little delay this week so yeah but uh you know you know who's uh who's still got got a little ways to go a little delay Star Citizen. It's not even a delay because they never announced a release date. They've just been in development. And so apparently uh, Cloud Imperium Games has, you know, Chris Roberts has always said it'll be done when it's done. That's what he's always said from the beginning. Get well, it. pretty much. We have we have surpassed the uh, the eight year mark. And. Uh, and. Like, they pretty much stopped. I don't know who they ever... I don't know when they ever said it was supposed to launch in 2014. Please. I don't... I, wherever that date came from, whoever said that was smoking something because it was definitely not ready to come out in 2014. They had barely had ship models. Like, five ship models by that point. I don't know. There, was not, there wasn't even a roadmap yet. Anyway. So uh, he's always said uh, it'll be done when it'll be done. But like two years ago, they pretty much just stopped. Like 
Answer updating updating their roadmaps yeah even talking about it like they just said f everybody and kind of let it go like a dusty over so uh basically in a new like thing published by cig um they say the game is at minimum two years out minimum that's, that's i <laughs> I don't even know that I trust that, really. They've also moved their headquarters this past year uh, from uh, Texas to Manchester. I don't know if that's Manchester. Like, I, I'm UK? assuming it's the UK. It's got to be the UK. Yeah, all right. So um, they hope to the studio to over a thousand employees in five years. Um, not just the Manchester studio, but all of like cloud Imperium. So it's a uh, <sighs> hot mess to say the least. You know, it's just, it's hard to know what's going on. It's hard to know what's going on. And there, you know, there is, th- you know, they have put things out there and they have at least been adding things over the years, but it has been very slow moving. The slowest rate humanly possible. It, and it doesn't help either that they changed like after like three years in, they had like a lawsuit thing uh, with uh, whoever makes Crytek. I think it's actually Crytek. CryEngine is made by Crytek. That's right. So they, they were they were originally using the CryEngine. That was what right. they were going to make Star Citizen on. And then they switched over to uh, Amazon Engine. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. But so that was like a huge setback. Well, then, then weren't they trying to develop their own engine? No, that was a different. That was a different game. All right. Uh, no, they they have always not used their own engine. Uh, but like part of the thing that like takes so long is just the like the the, the scope of the game is ridiculously huge. Sure. And then, and then the depth of the game is ridiculous. And so, like, in my mind, if you're going to go for a game with that much scope and that much depth, you need to start small. Get a small piece out and then continue to add more. And that's what I don't that's what I don't understand is like why why they didn't um, at least get all of the features and mechanics and all that stuff working. And then they could build out the environment and start adding that in chunks what i don't understand is why they won't release sections of the game at a time they have they have been but it's it's very 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 small They're releasing friggin demos when they're apparently done with whole worlds there's there's whole you can play in whole worlds and whatnot they 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 added the first world i think two years ago two two or three years ago and now it's, I think, as of, like, end of 2020, it was up to a full system, was all fleshed out, and one of the planets was, like, a city planet. So they, they have, like, a decent, they've been, they've been doing things. So, like, at first, all you could do was look at the ships. Then right. they added a, like, ship flying mode, uh, and that was, like, a year after that. Then they added racing for sh- certain ships. Then they added dogfighting. Then they added uh, a first-person shooter little thing. 
and then they added like the first like playable space area so it was like a little station where you could spawn on your ships and then from there it's grown to now a full system so they have been incrementally adding stuff but again given the scope of the game it's really like nothing sweet mother of jeebus give me a game like if there was ever a game that was going to be like a metaverse it's gonna be star citizen i think too much credit has been given to this freaking game I'm not saying too much credit. I'm saying that is like what his goal was from day one is he wanted such a like it was such an ambitious project. Great. So did cyberpunk. This is this is (laughs) this is fair. At least at least cyberpunk has not promised us did not promise us all these things and then show up empty handed flutter away. Cloud Imperium Games is yet to show up yet. They're still making promises, but we're just waiting for them to arrive. We'll see. It's it's like it's like when you're uh, when you order something and it on the delivery thing, it just says in route, like indefinitely. You know, the fact that there are parts waiting for my car, you know, that (laughs) one hurt a bit much. Been three weeks. I don't actually believe that the part isn't there. I've got a conspiracy theory going. I'm with you. I'm with you. So that's Star Citizen. Uh, not surprised, to be completely honest. Um, Phil Spencer has called for a cross-platform ban system. So while in theory, that's a great idea, practically, you'll never be able to pull that off. Yeah, no. Like, how are you going to come up with a system that can ban a user across PC, Xbox, Switch, and PlayStation? Yeah, I mean... The main problem is, how can you even identify that's what I'm saying. the same user? Because normally, it's when it's on your computer, you have like an IP system or a tag that says, hey, this is this device. The so, only way you could do this is if all four major gaming companies steam um sony xbox sony and nintendo Nintendo. all agreed to share the same network system and you had one pro gaming profile or you had or they developed a shared network system that linked all of your profiles so you that makes more sense like that's ever going to happen though like these companies are all going to agree to some system that links your account f no so number one that first thing where everyone uses the same account hill would freeze over before that would happen yes linking into one major network that everyone kind of like agrees to but it has separate like their own separate networks i mean sure in theory but also i am terrified for people hacking into that true but also, what's to stop me from just not linking my accounts? Well, that's the thing. It would have to be integrated. Like, you would have to link. How? I could just say I don't have an account. Maybe you have to use the same universal tag for every account. There's, there's, too, many, there's, too, many speed, there's too many bumps right. to make this work. So, yeah. great in ideal, but in all honesty, not going to happen. I mean, what is even the point of that? Like, what? I don't. 
the easiest way to do it is just do it at the uh, developer level. Do it at the game level, like Activision does with uh, the Activision ID. Like yeah. you, and that you just that is like when you log into the game, it links my Blizzard account automatically. I I have to make an Activision ID to play, and so then I'm already logged into Blizzard, so it auto links to my Blizzard account. And if I'm on like PlayStation, you know, it does the same thing there. So if I get banned, if Activision bans me, I'm banned yeah. on all platforms which is true but why why even get your panties up in that much of a twist yeah it's just not worth it it's just the what is the point bands. you're making enemies out of players that you didn't have enemies of before it's too much work it, it's more it's more work than it's going to solve right it's gonna create more problems than it's gonna solve so uh xbox players though are uh, a little pissed off they're a little fed up uh getting their asses wiped by pc gamers because they're they're scrubs uh pc master race so they are asking for uh microsoft and 343 to add in a option to opt out of crossplay in halo because currently there is no option which that's yeah. totally fine I, I love that yeah i i definitely think i definitely think forced crossplay is a little tough to do depend it depends on the game no, I if think like, crossplay cross should be automatic and to opt out is the option, which is exactly what it is now. I agree. Games like Rocket League, doesn't matter if you're playing on PC or console. Like there's certain games where you could just leave it as crossplay, but you should always give players the ability to opt out. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're having issues playing against PC players, just get better this guy no that's ultimately what it comes down to get good kid i mean i don't know i'm just tired of losing i don't know if there's also maybe an issue with the like amount of speed that you can have with a, a pc maybe it's messing up i don't know no it's just pc is just it's i mean your frame been... rates can be a million times better on a computer yes. than it can be and that obviously gives you an edge well, then I'm also using a mouse and keyboard, so I get increased precision. I have total customization over all settings. That and th that kind of customization doesn't exist on console. Well, yeah. you don't get to customize your settings. You don't get to adjust things. Whereas on PC, I can customize things. I can install parts and I can get increased performance. And then on top of that, I can, if I am more skilled, I can be better. Yes. But even, even at the end of the day, if I'm good, I am good. Good job. Even at the end of the day, though, like PC, like mouse and keyboard into a PC, I have an inherent advantage over controller. Controllers are just slow. Mouse and keyboard is much Honestly, faster. I am faster on a controller. You're just not a PC gamer. Dude, I mean, I'm, I'm not, playing I'm not saying, PC I, no, no, no. like three plus years now. I'm not saying that to be a slight, but yes, you've you have been in playing PC games, but you have you never made the full switch. Yeah, I don't play console anymore, period. I'm just saying it, it depends, honestly, I think on the person. But, you know. I yeah. mean, I also like I also learned how to properly play like because I've told you about my buddies that I used to play like Arma with. They taught me how to like properly become good 
at like shooters. So they, you know, we played CSGO. They showed me all the training tools, taught me how to do mouse flicks, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I learned how to become a good FPS player. Am I a good FPS player? Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> but but I learned all the skills. So I am still a, the, I'm a better player for it. The difference, I think, for some people is the dexterity and fingers. So because the mouse is or the keyboard is so free and the options are all over the place that if you don't have the dexterity or the availability of like longer fingers, it becomes quite an issue. Well, and that's where I also think all my time playing, you know, g games like League of Legends and StarCraft 2 way back in the day is, you know, those are those are games that you win and lose by how fast you can click buttons. Right. Uh, like that's a statistic in StarCraft 2 is is mouse clicks per second. And if you look at professional players, they have like hundreds of clicks a second. They are just they are literally just I can't pull my mouse far enough here. I'll move my mic. Hold on. They're oh, literally great. just like, like. Nothing. No, you, you can't nothing. hear it. Damn. No. Mm -mm. But basically, they're just constantly clicking. There is just a, not a moment where there is there is not. Yes. Like almost like like imagine uh, paintball. Oh, yeah, I got you. It's well, like paintball that. does the double tap. Yeah, but it, it's that same. It's that same idea of just moving your finger constantly. Uh, and then like the dexterity like the keyboard usage stop it <laughs> the the keyboard usage i think arma for that it's the only game i've ever played that uses every single button on the keyboard more than once much it's too much damn it <laughs> like i i would have i would have little like cheat sheets on my desk sometimes because if I'm playing, depending on what I was playing in Arma, if I needed to give, uh, like if I was doing a scenario where we had AI involved, you had to give uh, orders to AI. So then that was like menus. So it's like I'm pressing like button, 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 button. And then the guy's like moving there. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Too much. That's Arma for you. Mil military simulator. I don't yet. I said it again too much. Anyways, it is. No, it is too much. I wholeheartedly agree. I wholeheartedly agree. I played that game for many years and I still forget what sub buttons did. Oh, yeah. So it was fun. But yeah, so force crossplay. Just give people an option. Opt out if they're if they're that that sweaty Salty. about it. Uh, two LAPD officers were fired because they were busy playing Pokemon Go instead of stopping a robbery in progress. Uh, apparently this is from, I don't know why this story is just being posted now because the actual incident took place five years ago. That's great. I love how that's just now being seen. Like what? The incident took place in 2017. Why is this just now a story? Oh, it's because they denied the appeal. It, so the, they, the, they are officially now fully fired. Jesus. A five Christ. long a five-year-long appeal. Gotta love our legal system. Jeebus HC. Gotta love our legal system. Um, I saw this the other day. This is from a developer. He currently works for uh, Santa Monica, Dan Lowe. Uh, but he's worked for, or yeah, Santa Monica Studio. They make uh, the God of War. Tony Hawk. Oh, 
God of War. Uh. I think that's. I think it's just called like Sony Santa Monica. Oh, okay. There's a Santa Monica series, the uh, developer that also does Tony Hawk games, I thought. I think they've been gone for a while. Probably. That makes me feel a little old. Yeah. But uh, but he's worked on, uh, he worked for Motive, Star Wars Squadrons, Visceral, Star Wars, Ubisoft, uh, Far Cry, Watch Dogs. Uh, so he's, he's, had, he's had quite a career. Sure. Uh, so he posted a thing. Uh, he's a senior uh, tech animator. And so he posted a great article about why NFTs will never work in games. And it's, and it's one of the things we've always said is everyone's always talking about, oh my gosh, NFTs, like you'll be able to get this and use it anywhere. And it's like, we've talked about this before too, where we said, no, you think another company is going to develop an NFT that was made by another company to play on their system so you can make money so the other company can make money? No, they're only going to develop NFTs that work for that specific game, that specific system. And here's exactly why. Because, so saying... The example he gives, uh, and apparently Mike Shinoda commented on this for some reason. Why Mike Shinoda is commenting on NFTs and video games, I do not know. He needs to just go back to what he do- does best, and that is singing. Um, so his example was porting a skin from Valorant to Fortnite. So if you've ever dabbled in modding or even like skins in like minecraft because you can make your own skins so a skin is a usually a mesh if it's 3d sometimes it could be 2d like minecraft and then you just kind of it wraps around but a normal skin in most games is a three-dimensional object it has textures it has shading it has a skeleton it has uh, uh polygons creates a whole wire mesh it has animations yes along with that and then it's also designed to work in the game's physics environment with the game's engine. And so it has that mess has all of its own rules and all these things that are designed for this specific thing. So now you have to take all of that and put it in another game. Who's going to do that? Nobody. I, I don't see. And also it, they already do that with their own custom content. So What? Well, and plus, you're going to send it to another game that has completely different rules, completely different character designs, like literally engines, different graphical designs. Yes. So the example like he had listed here was like uh, he wrote here, uh, EG Vertex number 378 moves 60 percent with the upper arm bone and 40 percent with the lower arm bone. Because that's he's talking about the different, you know, elements of the characters. The range of motion of, yeah. And then the mesh, because it's all animated. Someone's designing all of that to work in one engine. The the body has limits. So you have to put a limit on how far something can move. So you have to program in the ranges of motion and the limits of all these different segments. Yes. It would would literally be the equivalent of, of taking a human and dropping us on like a moon around Jupiter and expecting you to be alive without any modifications to your body or additions. No, you would die instantaneously. You just explode. It just does. I could understand if it was like 
uh maybe like a graffiti thing like a spray paint thing or like one of the charms or the like stickers that you can put on guns those things i can understand being ported but skins no yeah so it would never work and it, ne- it will it will never work like i'm sa- like i said like if there is a slot that you can put a sticker on a helmet that you could probably port over because at that point it's like a f- jpeg but everything else is way too much and at the end of the day f all of you people who think nfts and blockchain is a thing it's and for see- people to make money i got to not going to profit off of this i got to look companies up- are there's one of the guys that um works in my uh works out at my gym he's got a whole thing on it but there i think there are certain nfts that allow you to gain better access to untethered internet and that's like one of the bigger things that just sounds like crypto like all the crypto coins are designed to do things like that but yes and you can buy an nft that also does a similar thing okay but sure but What's the point of that? There is no point because I can buy untethered. I can get untethered internet other ways. I don't have to go and spend $400,000 to buy a stupid monkey. No, and that's the thing. You wouldn't buy that big, stupid, expensive one. But yeah, no, that's for laundering money. That's what it's all for. It's all for making people money and hiding things. There's literally no benefit to blockchain. I'm sorry. But if I if I were dying and I had a ton of money and I wanted to get around death taxes or any other taxes at all, I would give my children NFTs and that's just solid money right there. That is untaxed. They have to cash it. I'm sure they will cash it, but that is less than the taxes that will be put on it for death taxes and everything else. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, and it's an easy way to tran you know to quote transfer value. Yeah. Um. But like at the end of the day, ultimately, a lot of the crypto stuff and the blockchain stuff is doing more damage than it is good. Oh, yeah. Like, like you're talking about, oh, man, it's so great. NFTs, crypto. Can you go buy a new graphics card? Nope. There you go. Crypto NFTs. Literally one reason right there why they are the worst, because you cannot get a part for your PC that is critical to it running. Are you talking about mining? Yeah. Mining's not a thing anymore. Still they're is. doing like cloud splitting. It's a whole new thing because they're taking those things and then they're anyways. And we this no, is not the time we are. They've been, do it, they've been doing that for a while. They've been no, doing I know, that but for a while. Honestly, because acquisition isn't a problem anymore. Like there are enough coins that that isn't necessary. And so a lot of the market for crypto is moving away from doing mining. Yeah, because people can just make coins and then you're just trading the value. It's literally just becoming the stock market. Yes. It's but uh still all those graphics cards are still gone. People are still buying those graphic cards and using them for other things. Yes. So it's it's still a whole thing. If there's money to be if there's money to be made in mining, which there is still, people are gonna still continue to do it. So and it's you know, that's we're not even talking about the energy toll. You know the environmental toll that all that is taking. So, f crypto, f NFTs. NFTs are worse than crypto, in my opinion. 
at least crypto. Okay, crypto, honestly, because it's a it's a global currency, which I think is a great idea. What's happening with it? Because we just started doing it. Well, no, we've been doing it forever. But now that it's like kind of a trend, I don't like that. But yeah, yeah, it needs to be it needs to be figured out. It needs to be balanced out. It's gotten out of yeah. hand. Agreed. NFTs are just dumb. I, I yeah, I don't care for those. It's just it's just an attempt to hide and make money. Anyway, uh, Take Two Interactive has uh, agreed to buy Zynga for eleven billion dollars. I honestly didn't even know this company was still around. Uh, for those of you that are old enough to remember, Zynga used to make Farmville on <laughs> Facebook like a decade ago. Oh, that's mean because it is a decade ago. It's more than a decade ago. 2007 to 2012 was probably the height of Farmville. Yeah. 10 to 15 years ago. Makes me feel old. Just a little bit. Uh, so it sounds like Take-Two is going to use it to make more money by, uh, you know, taking Grand Theft Auto to mobile, is my guess. I Stop it. No one asked. That's Take-Two for you. They're a terrible company, like Ubisoft. What are you talking about? Not Ubisoft, Activision. I was going to say, whoa, sir. I meant to say Activision. Ubisoft is at least better games, but they're still they're still not great. But they're above Take Two and Activision. They're, they're above Take Two, yes, I, and yeah. Like they're, EA, they skirted close. Like we got time Acti- we got Activision Take Two at the bottom. Like Riot is a step above them. EA is probably about the same level as Riot, to be honest. Yeah, uh, EA is probably below Riot. Riot just had so? Riot just had the sexual allegation issues. The re- like they have toxic no, they work had a uh, they, they had toxic- some. What up? They had they they just had toxic work environment stuff. Oh, just toxic work environment. Just toxic work environment. Those other three companies, EA and all of them, they have toxic work environment issues. They have failed games. They have management problems. They have you know hate to break the players. They have microtransactions all of them issues. Do that. Yeah, not all of them. They do it the worst. That's why I'm saying. And we're literally we're, we're literally picking the lesser of two evils here at this point of all evils. They're all evil. Except Xbox. Xbox seems to be the least evil. And Sony. Yeah, they stay and away Nintendo. from that. Type of well, that's the thing is they're the big console developers. They, they can't afford money to, do to hide it all. Yeah, exactly. Well, they also can't afford to mess up that big because they this, need people to buy it. Yeah. This is very true. This is very true. Um, you know who's also messing up big is uh, Roblox. Um, and so there's an article from uh, The Guardian, which is a UK newspaper, uh, talking about how Roblox is has built their empire on exploiting uh, children. And so I read the article, and honestly, I'm not surprised, and I am incredibly saddened. So the original concept of what Roblox is, is it was like a a dumbed down game engine so anyone could program and make games. That was the concept. So people play Roblox, they make games within that, They then they can share that, you can play with other people, like almost like a, you know what Gary's Mod is? Yeah, of course. It's like Gary's Mod. 
all those are made by someone. Sure. Like people are making those and then you're able to play them. You're able to share them. That's what like Roblox is. Or like those like mini games you always see people playing in Minecraft. Same kind of thing. They can make servers. They can rent servers, do all that stuff. Well, Roblox is making money off of these because they'll they'll find, you know, like one of the examples was they uh, uh, found a kid who made a game and it became incredibly popular. It was like one of the top three most played games on Roblox people constantly playing it. So Roblox reached out to her to ask her if she wanted to like join like one of Roblox development teams and help assist on like projects, like contributing to projects. And so she was a teenager at the time at all this. And so they offered her 10% of any profits her game made in the future and she would also continue to help them out. And so in the following months, in 16 months, um, she was on course to earn, she'd already made more money than her parents' salaries, and she was on course to earn 300000 a year. Insane. Off of 10%. That's insane. Like, that kid... I have to pull up a calculator real fast because I'm really bad at doing reverse percentages. But so 300, you do it, what is it, like times? The 0.7. Oh, sorry, sorry, 0.9. I don't know why I was thinking 30% because I thought it was 300. No, it's it's the it's the other way because so that's the 10%. 0.10. So you know you times it by uh, 1.9. Yeah. Because it's the you're going the other way. You're going up. That's what I just said. Okay. It's different. No, I never mind. You're good. I see what I see what you're saying now. I I, I understand. Yes, you are you are <laughs> correct. So like she's getting paid like three hundred thousand. Well, she might be getting like making like the three hundred thousand, but Roblox is making f- almost six hundred thousand off of l- something that she created just using their product right like can you imagine if i like uh edited a photo in photoshop and then adobe was like that's a great photo here's ten dollars for your photo and then adobe goes and publishes the photo and they make like you know tens of thousands of dollars i'd be like what the f i would be stoked but then i once i found out i would be like what the f well, I mean, what do you think Apple does with the whole like shot by iPhone submissions where they get people to shoot videos on their iPhone and then they're like, that was really great. We're going to use that for a commercial. Here's a BS stipend on that. The difference is um, whenever they show that hashtag, they have fine print that says if you use that hashtag, you're relinquishing all rights to that image. You sure. have to be really careful about that stuff. And they they have... They do not have to compensate you for that. I'm just saying it's similar. You're kind of trying to get things. You're profiting off of people's work without actually doing anything for them. Technically, people are agreeing to the terms and conditions. In this case, this is different. They are they are exploiting because they are they are. I still agree that this is exploitation. Yes, completely. Yeah. 
Apple is just that the whole like shot on iPhone thing. That's just a, a weird technicality thing. There's and that's and it's not uncommon for that to be done anyway. You're the one that brought it up. Don't fucking wave me off. You're ranting. We're ranting over here. Maybe you should rant sometime, too. You're always uh, no, so quiet. I'm on task. I am not. On, it's either that or my mic isn't picking up because I see on that task, I'm not. So she's sleeping cards. Am I not inputting a lot of information? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, you know, it's just. It's just like the their slogan is make anything, reach millions, earn serious cash is one of the things. And so they're they're just making a stupid amount of money from all of these kids that are designing their stuff. It'd be different if it was like the app store, like the Apple app store or any video game store where I make my game, but then I agree with this company to publish my game. They will handle, you know, the supporting of it on their site. And for that, they take a small cut. That's different because I'm still I am still at the end of the day, I'm profiting more than the company is. The well, here's company. the thing. You signed a contract going in knowing full well what is going on. Yes. And these kids don't have the capacity to understand that. What is I going on? I mean, I on. feel like it also should be illegal to do this, like to present this to a child. Yeah. Like how are like I saw that. And I'm like, how are they able to make these agreements with a kid? Like and it's, also like what parents. Right. But again, I mean, parents don't understand. Okay, so here's the issue. No, no, no. Here's the issue is these numbers aren't normally released. Like what the percentage is that they make off of these games aren't released. So there's no reference point. This is our weirdest backend reference point because we are told that she was making this amount of money. So we can reverse engineer that. It only gets worse in all honesty. Uh, it does not get any better, which is terrifying. And so... Um, like, so children are basically independent contractors that are getting fixed salaries. And the company is making millions and millions while paying these kids pennies. But the kids, you know, they don't know any better. Their parents don't know any better. And the kids think this is great. The parents think this is great. And Roblox is getting filthy, filthy rich off of all of this. And it's toxic. Like, there's there's harassment involved. There's sexual harassment involved. There's other legal issues like it's it's bad. Sounds great. So read into it. Um, check it out. But this was a thought that I had the other day because you know a lot of my work I do SOC reports and it's all about like you know it's for other companies who like so it's for companies that provide a service to other companies to be able to say hey like the stuff we're providing services for it all checks out it all looks good. Like we're doing, you know, it's almost like a transparency report. Like a clause. No, it, I mean, you're required to do it. Right. So it is almost like a clause, but at least it tells you, it's like, it does give you a peek inside of the company to make sure they're doing things how they should be. I feel like people find a way to get around everything. Oh, of course. Why do you think that we have the big four accounting firms that you're literally paying this large firm for their name? It's not that they do good work. You're paying it for their name because their name, quote, means something. Yeah, quote. I don't know. I mean, it can. But... No, they don't do good work. I've seen some of their work. It's, <laughs> it's atrocious sometimes. It's a hot mess. 
it it always depends. It's always subjective. But uh, so like I had the thought on my head is like, it's like, oh, like what if I created like a SOC report for, for gaming companies, like a gaming transparency report. And it was like, it was and like you get a, audited for it. Because it, 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 it couldn't be an official audit, but it could be like a consulting report. Because the difference between like an audit is you have to have a CPA on it and then you attest. And a test means like the the company, the CPA is staking their reputation, company privilege, everything that right. this report is true, accurate and fairly presented. And I mean, there's been well, a I, lot of yeah. there's been a lot of CPAs and a lot of companies that have done that for other companies and bad things have happened. Those companies no longer exist. Some of those CPAs are in jail. Well, then, so things like that can happen. Not not that's not always on the CPA because it's not our job. It's not those people's jobs to uncover fraud. But right. if you're not doing your job. Which should technically reveal fraud along the way, because you should just be asking questions and doing the work every year. Yes. Or if you know about it, then yeah. But so it happens. But so I was like, oh, like that would be a cool thing, like uh, like a gaming transparency report where you like go to developers and developers can then publish this for the consumers, which are the the users. We are the users of their product. And we could be like, hey, like, you know, we can see which companies are good, which companies are bad, which ones need the thing some work. is, there's no enforcement. There doesn't need to be enforcement. The enforcement would come by the players. Because sure. we would be able to see that, oh my gosh, like, look at all this. So, like, the idea I had was there would be three main sections. <laughs> this oh, is the was, rant that I'm talking about. I wrote it out. I'll, I'll try and keep it short. But, like, I was trying to think of, like, what are the important things to gamers? So I'm like, well, there's the organization itself. So, like, um, you know, their HR, who who's in charge of the company, uh, like governance. Background you know, checks on people that work with them, pretty much. Or yeah, making sure they're qualified, making sure they're doing things right, making sure they're not like abusing their position, that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, with HR, you know, employee, like are employees qualified? You know, are they being compensated fair? Like it would examine like what's the work environment like? It would examine all of that. And I feel like organization is where I honestly, I feel like companies across the board of all the stuff I wrote down are going to fail everything. To be completely honest, I, I genuinely think these video game companies, these developers are terrible, but we have no idea because there is zero transparency in the industry. And we are only just now getting a peek inside and we are seeing how fucked up it is. Because, like, we get into development, you know, they're probably not backing up their stuff as well as they should be. They're obviously not testing their stuff as well as they should be. Uh, who's approving, you know, some of these tests? Like, look at Cyberpunk. Who's testing this and saying, like, this is good to go. No bugs here. Who approved that? I mean, they knew it. They knew it, but they just ate it because they figured that they could just make it work and that they would get the bugs fixed in time for the launch and the launch update. But see, like, that's the thing is like this report could say like, hey, like the QA testers do their job. But then when it once it goes, you know, away from them out of their hands to where it should get fixed or addressed, 
it's just getting marked as approved and moved on. Like no one's I mean, actually like fixing the issue. What I'm saying issues. is, I don't know how in the world you would get this information. Well, it would be like an actual audit where I would you would a, a person would ha or a team would have to go to the company and you would That's be what there I'm saying. for you a while. You would have to have an in, like an enforcing thing that would allow. There's no way a company would allow you in to do this. And there's well, no governing body body to say that you can do it. Yes, that's the issue. Is there has that's to be an thing. there has to either be a reason for them to there has to be a reason for them to do it. So I'm saying and there's so, no enforcement. There doesn't always need to be enforcement. There incentives work as well. Sure, but I guarantee you the incentives do not outweigh whatever BS that is going on inside of that company. I don't know. Public relations is sometimes a hell of an incentive. I'm just well, saying, I'm just saying sometimes like a good PR being like, look at this. Our company is the best. You are, but them. it would have to actually be the best, which 99 are not. Sure. But you know what company is going to willingly invite someone in like this? Someone that already knows they're the best and knows that they're already doing things well. Yeah. So, but it goes on from there. It talks about like project management, you know, which we know many companies are not doing a great job of managing their projects. Because they're releasing un unfinished games and they're cutting 70% of their content. And then it even goes in like security. Like, is the are they protecting their hardware? Are they protecting their software? Are they protecting users' personal information? Because we give a lot of personal information. They collect a lot of personal information. Anyway, I don't appreciate the look you're giving me right now. Sir, we're not even halfway done. These rants continue. are out of control. And we're back. Uh, had, had to have a sidebar there, had to, had to <laughs> see, this is at least a good thing about us as we, we can work our shit out. We, we had a sidebar. We had a moment, a little spat, a little mommy and daddy are fighting. No, no, <laughs> definitely not worked it out. No, no violence ensued. Well, uh, we always there's... have violence. Ensued. She's, That's... she's violent. She beats me. Only slightly. <laughs> Only parts of you. What? Okay. All right. GameStop. <laughs> GameStop is decided to get into NFTs and cryptocurrency. Fuck you, GameStop, is what I have to say to that. I'm sorry, you dying company. What are you trying to leech onto? God. Uh, there's been a lot of rumors which have basically turned into leaks of... Um, EA is going to announce Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order 2 or whatever sequel this is this year. Uh, it's expected to launch at the end of this year, and they're expecting an announcement anytime between now and E3 or E3 itself. Uh, not surprised. It's been... When did Fallen Order come out? Oh, my. Damn it, Craig. Why you do this? Craig got um, scared because Mommy and Daddy were yelling. <laughs> that's right. Craig had to listen to that. Oh, Fallen Order was only 2019. I was going to say, it didn't seem like that far away because everyone was raving about the mechanics and the It felt longer, aspect. I think, just because of the last two years. True. No, it's it like was good. It, it was like, it was almost like playing Uncharted, but Star Wars. Yeah, it was cool. There was puzzles. Um, the levels were nice. That's, you know. It was, it was safe. It was yeah. a very safe game. It was what it needed Which to be, and it was great. Good. Yeah, it was which is good great. because of that. 
it's a series that is well established. People love it. They just want to play the world. So just and especially when people have hated your last two Star Wars games, Battlefront and Battlefront Two, like you need to do something good. So I'm all on board for it. And my guess is, you know, it was a success from day one. You know, when it launched. So my guess is at that point they were already working on the next game. And plus, sure. if you've already got a game like that, you know, you can keep using the engine you can keep using all of your models and things and you've already got you've already done part of the work the smartest thing that they did was make it a level design game because it's just easier and less like it's um i don't always need open world we don't always need open world and it's so much easier to program and to build off of because it's its own separate ecosystems and when one goes down not all of them go down well, it runs it runs faster too because you have less things that are having to be rendered at once. You can and then you can use development tricks by creating yep. the areas are invisible. They don't exist until you get to X point. Then suddenly okay. the game they start loading. Yeah, yeah. So you're able to use more development tricks. It's less taxing. It's yeah. I I enjoy open world, but it's very rare that anyone does it well. So here's the and thing: it's way Levels, overused. This is true. And the levels that can be generated now are almost open world themselves. Like, honestly, some of these levels are huge. And it's like, yeah, why not just have these segmented areas where I can run around in? As long a, as the loading times between level to level are minuscule, then no one's going to have an issue. But there's also so many great ways to disguise loading times. Like you can disguise loading time with an elevator. Yeah. Character steps in the elevator. That's actually a secret loading screen. Developers use those kinds of tricks all the time to give you a seamless gaming experience. Right. So there's there's all sorts of ways around it. But yeah, no, I wholeheartedly agree. Like Dark Souls is a great example of yeah. level design. Um, I'll be I'm going to be curious to see how they incorporate their level design with the open world. The open world part does not look very good, in my opinion. But we'll yeah, see. we'll see about that one. Only a month away. Ooh. Well. Yeah please i feel like i feel like a month before release is usually a pretty safe window like if we get within that month date yes i've been proven wrong many times oh no i'm not saying that it's just it's true you know usually a month is a safe enough bet but man i just don't put it past anything maybe i'm getting cynical yeah. at this point definitely not you're not getting cynical when the reality is that 10 out of the last 10 games have been delayed one to four times. And they have been delayed anywhere from like a year before release to like two weeks before release. You hurt me. You hurt me good. <laughs> yeah. So no. Um, Amazon still working on their Fallout TV show. Uh, it now has a director. They have brought on uh, the director from Westworld. It's wow. uh christopher nolan's brother jonathan nolan that's gonna be awesome that's the direction you need to go i i think he is i think he is the man for the job for fallout if with what with what he was able to bring to the table with westworld the re-envisioning of it i i think i think the fallout tv show will be very good very good yeah i mean if they're gonna go like a westworld route on this i think it's gonna be super cool because fallout's the perfect you know way to do that i mean you can take it so many different ways just because it's 
it's a setting. This big global event happened, and it's not really too keen on any one person. Yeah, and they can always do fun stuff with timelines as well too. Before you know the yeah. before the event, during the event, the vaults, you know, after like we yeah. have no idea what the plot of the show is going to be, but we just know that it's Fallout, so it generally takes place after you've left the vault. Right. I think doing the whole um, like how the game started where it was like you know you're this big event is happening you get shoved into a cryo tube and then you wake up and it's years and years later that would be the best way to do it yeah no i i loved season one of westworld just because of the way they played with the timelines and how because of like the unchanging nature of westworld like it, it took you a while to figure out which was the timelines that was very entertaining yeah and they, with with that game, Kept you, you on your can toes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, as we mentioned before, e or I think we mentioned it before, E3 2022, they've already announced that uh, due to COVID, they will be uh, returning to online again. Third year in a row. 2020, 2021, 2022. Honestly, I think E3 is done. No, they're going to hold on until their last dying breath. <sighs> We'll see. We'll see. I, just I don't feel think like it's going to go anywhere because there are still viewership and there are still people involved. It was not, it was not good last year. No, no, it wasn't. It was not good last year. So and there's there's starting to be other shows. I, you know, the summer, the summer of gaming with with Jeff Niley, it's a little bit better, but it's given me game awards, game awards vibes. Like it, he's it's turning too much into a show, into a spectacle. And it's get it's too there's too much money involved, too much advertising. And I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. When there's a ton of advertising, it takes away from the gym. That was at least what E3 was nice is it was literally a developer conference. It was developers getting out there, showing their game to other developers, to media and to the public. It, it, at the end of the day, it was all about video games yeah yeah the it used to be all about conferences and now it's shifted to these spectacles and i don't like it i well, would rather go like back to the conferences award ceremonies and like whatever well and it's just all of these parties, stupid announcements well and it's all these stupid announcement shows like it's you know it's like the all the summer gaming is is just a series of announcements with commercials it's not actual conference or anything anymore it's just announcements and it's, you know, they're showing us teasers of things that aren't ready. They're showing us things that are like, oh, man, look at how pretty my game is when it's just a video clip that someone created on their computer. And then, oh, they played it on a PlayStation. Wow. Thanks. It's not actually reflective of anything. You know, we're getting such a bait and switch nowadays, and I don't like it. Yeah, we're, we're sounding a little crickety and old here. <laughs> Yes and no, because we because these used to be actual conferences. Someone got up on stage with a controller and played the game in front of you. OK, Grandpa, go ahead and take your take your pill now, Grandpa. Get in bed. No, but it's true. Yeah. And then nowadays it's all just trailers and teasers and it's no actual gameplay. And then everyone's shocked and upset. Hold on, hold on, what? hold on, hold on. All tease and no action. I like it. There it is. I like it. 
And then everyone's all shocked and upset when their game actually comes out. And it's like, this is nothing what I was shown. Like, you remember, what was the one game? There was that one shooter we saw in 2020, the E3. It was that Xbox. Yeah, X something. X something, yeah. And we're like, oh, my God. Like, this looks like it could be, like, the next Battlefield. Like, it's going to be a full Battlefield thing. These things, yeah. And we found out a year and a half later, it's a CSGO game. It's like a 5v5 small map, and it looked almost exactly like CSGO. It looked like steaming trash. It did. It hasn't come out yet, but I saw that when we finally saw what it was, I was like, what? It's like Factory X or something like that, or? I can't remember. Uh, Crossfire X. Crossfire X. Yeah. So that's just an example. Cyberpunk is obviously a perfect example. No Man's Sky from years ago is a perfect example. Yeah. At the time, No Man's Sky was a perfect example. They have redeemed themselves now, but they suffered for like eight years to redeem themselves hey man you eat that and you do it anthem anthem we don't even i don't even know what the heck that was i mean honestly anthem cyberpunk same they're pretty honestly yeah they are the same level it's just obviously cyberpunk had more like celebrity status you know, it was more yes. hyped up. Everyone was so excited about it that no one wanted to say that it was a steaming pile of trash until it was absolutely horrendous. Until everyone was playing and they're like, this is a steaming pile of trash. Right. They're like, so no, no, what, no, it's fine. But that's what I just mean is like, I miss I miss actually getting to see what my game is going to be. Yep. So. Yep. It's it's frustrating. Uh, Dice has in a controversial move, they added Rush to battlefield 2042 as a limited time game mode and so it has now been removed and they are just it just continues to upset what little group of players they have left battlefield players have almost pretty much given hope given up hope on the entire franchise itself is and they're you know they're they're asking questions like why is like there are two game modes that made battlefield battlefield rush conquest how can you have a battlefield game without rush? Why even tease it and then take it away? I and I I don't like the limited time game modes or the limited time events. I don't have time. I have a life. I have a job. I have bills to pay. I don't have 50 hours a week to play your stupid game. If you are going to try and lure me in with, you know, these limited time events, these limited time game modes, I'm just going to say go F yourself because I'm not going to play your game. Yeah. I'm not going to waste my time. Yes, you may catch a lot of people. You may get a lot of money by playing on people, by making it that like, uh, there's a word for it, like making it. Uh, yeah, because it gives it that, uh, it, it like, it works on our goblin, our lizard brains because it's like, oh, limited time. If I don't do it now, I'll never get it. Right. You know, it incites that feeling. Which but, like, is annoying because it's not like these, whatever prizes that you get from them, which are usually skins and things like that, it's not like the code goes away. It has to stay in the game exactly. because everyone still has the damn skin. So why does it matter? And They're it's not doing, like... Yeah. They're the, just like, to make money and to true. monopolize your time. It's not like the, the challenges change either. It's still like, get 10 yeah. headshots. Yeah, exactly. But... If it gets you to play more of their game instead of somebody else's, 
they win. If it gets you to spend money on their game instead of somebody else's, they win. That's the whole point. But I'm just, it's become, I feel like slowly more and more players are getting over it because it be because it was so overdone. And now like people are starting to realize. I feel like we're we're coming we're coming down off the bell curve with a lot of things in gaming, like with, you know, the cyberpunk stuff, the pre-orders. I think I think there has been a, enough players have been burned enough times that people are f- slowly finally starting to question things. The pre-order with cyberpunk effed so many people i think that is definitely the straw in that i mean i learned my lesson far earlier on with daisy standalone the man is still hurt that's 30 dollars i'll never get back (laughs) the game still is nothing no they've moved on no they're still developing it but the game is still yet to reach the level of the mod no, they they're done. They're done. It's been it's been eight years. They've, and they've, it still it still lacks what a mod had. They added a revolver recently. What that was an exciting new update? What the? F- that's that's Daisy standalone for you. So I've been burned enough times by enough games that I've learned my lesson. I don't pre-order. The extent of my pre-order is I will wait until all the reviews are out, all the videos are out, I can watch, and then I might buy the game the night before it comes out so I can get the pre-order bonuses. Yeah, and I don't even care about pre-order bonuses. Honestly, I don't care about... Most the of the time they're garbage. That I can... Yeah, it's like a horse or a different creature that you can ride. I'm sorry. I'm not paying extra for games. I'm just I'm just like if it's like the normal like $60 price for the game, I'd have to pay that anyway once the game comes out. But if I buy it, you know, an hour before they release it on Steam, then I get the horse skin or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, that's that's the extent of my pre-ordering. If I do if I ever buy a game. But I don't I don't buy a lot of games nowadays. I'm very No, I don't buy picky. any games anymore. That's the nice thing about PC, too, is you wait for it to go on sale. Like, look at Battlefield. Battlefield's been out for less than three months, and it's already selling for, like, $30. Well, normally... Cyberpunk's been out for a year. It's selling for $10. Oh, that one's hard. Uh, No, normally I would go to GameStop, and I would just trade in games or buy new ones and kind of peruse what we got, but Steam is just so in your face. I didn't like to trade. I didn't like to trade in games. I like to keep my library. And see, no, no goblin brain, no goblin brain with that. I some of the games I just didn't want to have in my possession anymore. They're taking up space. Oh no, I I did that eventually, but for the longest time, that's how I was. And then eventually, I got rid of all my games when I got rid of my consoles. But yeah. So, but uh, Sega has promised to avoid NFTs if gamers think it's a money making scheme. Well, it is a money making scheme. So I hope they continue to avoid it. So as long as, and so, so far we are, I see the issue. This is, and this is a social media and internet issue is the people profiting and the people profiting off the NFTs make up like 10%, but because of their position on the internet or their status or whatever, they are the loudest voices because of the success of all random things of crypto. 
Uh, I feel like there is a like a the platform has already been set for them to say. Well, it's even like, you know, influencers. Ubisoft is paying influencers to open their NFTs on, you know. But influencers and whatnot, that's fine. Not everyone can believe them, but because I think a lot of people do. That's the issue. They're backed up by the fact that has been doing so well the last few years. Well, and again, they, like I was saying, is like they have like the the status or the position to where they can be louder than the regular person. So like this small sliver, you know, is all talking about NFTs, all posting about it, all sharing about it, all buying ads for it. Why the other 90 percent is like you all can go F yourselves. You're not fooling me. And friggin it's now the crypto, the crypt. Um, What is it? Yeah crypto.com yeah arena. but it's called, the, yeah. it's called the crypt they like it's just it's taking so over there's gonna be a reckoning something's going that's 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 honestly it the issue is the government does not move fast no and crypto and all of this stuff is moving way faster than the government can even think about it so there's and but we're slowly it's slowly getting there sometime in the next five years i think where there's going to be a major legislative bill passed like in the u.s for crypto and that will set the tone worldwide and it will be mirrored worldwide and i i definitely think the crypto and the nft market is going to crash hard you know what it's going to remind me of like the exxon mobile where it just like disappeared within the next day yeah. But you know, we could just be talking out of our butts. We don't know. No, it's our, we're already started there. Like with the this January, with the whole thing going into effect about like uh, Venmo mm-hmm. and the transaction tracking and uh, the new like dollar amount limits, we're already headed there. Yeah, we're already headed there. And and the IRS and other you know or federal organizations have already started looking out for crypto transactions. So like. I can have, you know, $8 million in U.S. dollars in my Coinbase account. But it's going to stay there because the moment I try to do anything with that money, move it out anywhere, someone's going to know that I moved it and they're going to come and collect their fair share. So, you know, a lot of these people that have all this money in crypto, it just exists digitally online. They have actual no money. And they have to slowly move small increments of dollars because otherwise they're going to get found out and they're, you know, the government's going to come after them and collect their fair share, whether it's flesh or dollars. So it's we're, we're, we're headed there quickly because it's because it is such a prevalent thing. Anyway, uh, Raven, their uh, their QA team that uh, went on strike during December to protest the termination of uh, contractors after they were promised positions. It's still on strike They're uh, They're in their third or fourth week of uh, fourth week of the strike because they started on December 6th. So they're still going. And Activision Blizzard has is showing no signs of no signs of backing down. Uh, they are raising money to support uh you know the developers you know the people during the strikes is they're obviously not working uh and i hope it continues i hope it continues because f activision blizzard and because honestly 
this is why I was talking about the thing. We need transparency. These companies are not being held accountable for how they're treating people. And yeah. people and people that are working for these companies are not holding them accountable. No. Like I get that it is your dream to make video games, but you are also participating in this. Yeah. You are allowing it to continue. It's the what is it? The the it's like it was a thing. It was a thing with uh, World War II and the Holocaust. There was a terminology for it uh, where you were like. You tried to be oblivious, you know, but like they were like, no, you can't be a bystander. You know, it was it was a thing anyway, but it's that it's that kind of it's that concept. Um, this past week was also CES in Las Vegas. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, it was a pretty muted event. I heard a lot of uh a lot of companies chose not to go or withdrew yeah. withdrew their thing because of COVID. That was well, that that was the reasons they cited anyway. Uh, but uh Razor had some pretty cool announcements from it. The first one is they're calling it Project Sophia, which is uh their Razor desk. So it's a they're calling it the world's first fully modular gaming desk concept. I don't know what that means, but the gaming desk comes up with a highly adaptable and versatile uh, array of swappable modules for uh, gaming, content creating, streaming, working, whatever. It it looks cool. I There needs to be more info about it, but just looking at it, it's very pretty. It does look very pretty. And I do like, I like the sci-fi-ness of it and how it has like all the different spots that you can like put things like cup holders or like, they can even be like buttons built into the desk. The desk can have like the desk has screens on it. Uh, I think you can even get the uh, computer built into the desk. I think there's enough room, but it seems like you can plop in like uh, like LCD panels that do certain things. Yeah. Um, and then like it looks like the stream deck is programmable with this as well because they have like little programmable buttons. I saw that. And they have spots to attach like their like webcams or boom arms. Uh, it has a screen like built into the desk, like a TV size screen. It's pretty massive. Yeah. I'm I'm interested. Yes. But I don't know if I would ever spend the money on this. It, only if I had the money to spend. But okay, this, so, this looks yeah, like maybe a $5,000 you... desk bare minimum um yeah because look it's got a there's like a, apparently a touch screen module with a scroll and like a like a almost like a drawing pad they have it's the very, it's very sci-fi yeah it is there's like a thunderbolt powered uh egpu i don't know so who knows yeah it's interesting i do looks, need more yeah uh it looks cool though so I'm curious to see what happens with that. And then uh, Razer also announced a limited edition partnership with Fossil to release a Razer smartwatch. Um, and so they're only making uh, 1,337 watches available. Uh, they dropped on sale yesterday. Um, I looked into it. It is pretty cool. The watches do look very nice, uh, but it's designed for Google. That's it will good. it will function with iOS, but um, it's going to function better with Google. So yeah, of course, everything is more integrated. 
Yeah. It's not that it's more integrated. It's that it's just they're not integrating. They're choosing not to integrate it into Apple. Well, I mean, Apple probably won't allow them to. Oh, definitely not. So, yeah, it's definitely on Apple's end that they're like, no, F you. But that's Apple's business model is Apple is uh, is creating an ecosystem. And so they, they will allow a way for saying go F yourself buy our product. Yes, that's exactly what an <laughs> ecosystem is. We it's just pride ourselves on our very our very ecosystem. Sure, you can use all the fancy words you want. I mean, consoles do the same thing. Sony is trying to create an ecosystem with PlayStation. I mean, PlayStation is they have their own ecosystem but they are more branched out i think than most companies it's are. it's easier for microsoft yeah or well no i mean it's easier for like people to they're not as they're they're not as closed off they're not a closed ecosystem like apple is they're more of an open ecosystem they're still creating an ecosystem they still want you to buy their products and not use third-party products uh the recent example of sony was them suing the guys that were making the face plates and then, like right. a month later, they announced faceplates. <laughs> like, I mean, it's like they already had that in there, like ready to go, but they were just taking so freaking long that everyone was like, "Fine, we'll make our own." <laughs> well, it's not like people hadn't made them before for previous consoles, and they Sony didn't have any issue with that. It was only now that they had an issue with it because people were like, "I don't like my white modem next to the TV that's a foot and a half tall." It's a torso. It's stupid huge. But uh, yeah, so yeah, Apple just creates a closed ecosystem, but that's like their selling point is that's why you right. buy into Apple is you yeah. want that. Yes. And a lot of people do. A lot of people don't. It's up to you, personal preference. Um, but if also if you're a smart consumer, you can find ways to be in and out of their ecosystem. Dun, you just dun, don't, dun. D- don't play the games. Don't play the games. Don't hate the player. I don't. Anyways. Anyway, uh, Sony also announced the PSVR 2. They will be having releasing the PSVR 2 headset with a new VR controller and a VR 2 Sense controller. Uh, No details yet on when it will be released or when we can expect it. Uh, But they announced some specs, which I immediately take issue with. Uh, so they announced that one of their one of their items for the PSVR two was is going to be a Horizon Call of the Mountain. Uh, this is like a Horizon Zero Dawn game for the VR. So my so I have numerous issues. I know I mentioned this before on the podcast. I used to sell like I was a marketing rep for the PlayStation VR. I went to stores, set up demo stations, and let people play it, and tr- you know, educated them about PSVR. I know everything there is to know about PSVR. Sony did absolutely nothing with PSVR. They created it and it went nowhere. Sure. Like they didn't make more games for it. They didn't do anything. They didn't try to improve it. They didn't try to add on it. And then now we're coming out with a second one. How, how do you expect me to buy into this again? Or expect anyone to buy into it again? The if developers not- are making games. They weren't. I'm saying or no, they, they, they had a bunch of developers big time do it last time as well. 
other developers stopped. are making games that are compatible with this thing. And that's really what Sony is like. Here's this product. Do with it what you will. Well, I mean, Sony owns Gorilla, so they're making Gorilla make a thing. It's the same thing they did with the first PSVR headset. They do. It's just... No, I know. I'm just saying games are being developed. Yeah, but they're not being developed. They're being developed for PC. But yeah, VR is becoming a really huge, huge thing, especially during the last year or two with COVID. It's really taken off. VR yeah. has. And a lot more people are getting into PC for VR. True. Um, so there's, people want it. You just have to give us a good product and then give us things to do on that product. And I think where Sony missed the opportunity that I hope they take this time is make the PlayStation VR compatible with PC. Yeah, yes. Because at the end of the day, you're still selling hardware units. What does it matter yes. to you if they're going to PlayStation players or PC players? People are still buying your product. Enough games, I think, for them were trickling down into cross-platform for VR that they were okay with it. But obviously now, I think that who knows if they'll make it available for PC, but I feel like they probably would now just because they can think about this a little bit more. We'll see. We'll see. They are at least making some improvements, like they're removing the proprietary cable system that they had on the first one. And so now, rather than being this mega complicated thing that you have to plug in, it's just going to be one simple cord that just plugs into the PlayStation as it should be. That is like, uh, I think for me, a good indicator that they're probably going to start moving into like more universal like PC. The flip side is they're designing it. They say that in its specs, it's going to be able to do all these things like 4K, OLED, 90, 120 hertz, all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, my eyes are rolling. I'm like, yeah, exactly. The consoles are promising all that, but the consoles don't even deliver that. So stupid. Like, and I, I got into a, a heated discussion with some of my coworkers last week about it. And I'm like, I'm like, the consoles don't even run 4K. And they're like, yeah, they do. I can play, you know, yeah. I was like, yeah, but you're not getting 60 FPS. That's what they told you. You can play 4K 60 FPS, but you're not. 90% of the time, you're getting 30 FPS. And then- What's the point? Then the other 10% of the time, the cutscenes they're capping out at 30 or 60. Most of the time, you're playing at 1080p and you're not breaking 60 FPS. Very few games, rarely can you break 60 FPS on these new next-gen consoles. I'm sorry, 60? That is less than half of what I get on my computer. Well, We're having that argument over less than half of what I can get on a basic computer? Well, that was the point that I was trying to make is, yes, these consoles, yes, they lose money on hardware sales. They do not make money selling consoles. They make money on everything else, but they have to sell the consoles in order to make all that money. Sure. Uh, but yeah, you you cannot convince me. They're not losing hundreds of dollars. They have they have tight margins on the consoles, but there's nothing in these consoles that's going to allow you to do what someone is trying to do with a $2,000 PC, what someone's doing with a graphics card that costs twice the price $2, of your whole, your whole unit. Yeah. I mean... I need an $800 graphics card to go and play 2K 60, 2K resolution, 60 FPS. And you're trying to pitch to me that this little dinky console is going to run 4K 60 FPS? Come on now. See, here's the thing. It doesn't need to run it. No. Just tell me that it's not going to do that. 
you know, don't promise me stuff that you know isn't necessarily possible. Well, that's what's bonkers is like you realize the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4, those were 1080p 30 FPS. It's just not going to happen in that price range. So, yeah. And uh, so uh, that was the discussion I was trying to make them realize is like, yes, the hardware technically can do it under certain conditions, but it cannot do it consistently. There are gives and takes, and that's where it compromises is it can give you the 4K, but it's in a compromise with the FPS. It can give you the 1080p. If you, you know, or it can give you the high frame rate, but it's in a compromise with the 1080p. So that's where I'm like, you know, the VR headset. It's like, okay, well, if I can't output this to a screen, what makes you think it's going to matter if I output this to a headset? It's pro it's more important, though, that the headset have these specs because it's right in front of our eyes. Yeah. Whereas on a TV, it's different. There's a little bit of lag. There's a little bit of delay. Um, but our eyes move faster than 60 FPS. And especially once you get used to seeing things happen at the faster frame rates, you notice the difference. Yeah. Um, it was, there was a really good study they did years ago. It was with uh, fighter pilots and how uh, they can track eye movements and that they can actually see m more than 240 frames per second. If you train your eyes. Yes, because they are flying in a jet in a big blue sky and they are able to spot this, you know, pin head size piece of metal miles away flying at hundreds of miles an hour, like or, you know, zooming past them like that. Yeah, you can you you can train your eyes to see faster. So that argument is nullified. It's the same thing. Like if I get used to playing sure. on my PC at 240 FPS. My game drops down to 120 FPS. I notice a difference. Well, and so the stimulus has to be that great, but yeah. So, but again, it's the, the specs of it are nothing, nothing to like write home about. But uh, I, I hope, I hope they do something more with it. I genuinely hope they do something more with it because VR, VR for console is non-existent. It's, and it has the potential to be such a huge market and Sony, and I will give Sony credit the VR headset itself, the PlayStation VR headset itself, one of the best headsets I've ever worn. It was so incredibly comfortable, balanced, weighted, and well-designed. And most VR headsets are literally like wearing a hot brick taped to your forehead. Yes. So. I don't know. I feel like VR wasn't the biggest thing and it was not the eggs in the basket. And now that everything is kind of changing and they have more opportunity to think about this stuff, I think they're going to go for it. You know, VR came out and they were getting ready to launch the crazy you know, this part. next console. Yeah. Well, the crazy part is VR has been a thing for a while on sure. PC and whatnot. But like Sony was like the first one to be like, well, why don't we design it to be more comfortable to wear? Yeah, because companies are still making VR headsets now, and they're just an elastic band that is literally holding a hot brick to your head. Why? <laughs> like VR, v these VR headsets like Oculus has been around for 10 plus years. Uh, Vive Oculus has is been trash. You plop your crap phone inside of it and that's it. That's not Oculus. Uh, that's something else. O Oculus, sure is, was, Oculus. 
Well, yeah, the second Oculus though, or it was the newer iteration than the first was. I used I used that uh, ASU. It wasn't originally the phone one, but no, they designed it to be like PC. But then like the Vive came out, and the Vive's still the same thing. The Vive is a better headset than the Oculus, but again, at the end of the day, it's still a hot brick taped to my face. Like no one has designed, no one has thought about making it more comfortable to wear. And so I appreciated when Sony did that because it was incredibly comfortable to wear. Uh, and it was very adjustable. There's, it was no, it was no less adjustable than the stupid elastic bands. Fantastic. Like you think if I'm paying $800 for a VR headset, they could give me more than just elastic bands. Yeah, you would think. Right. Uh, Ubisoft Plus is coming to Xbox. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege is coming to Xbox Game Pass. Nobody cares. No one cares Come about Come on, man. I could totally care about that. You want to go pay $15 for a Ubisoft subscription service? To- totally. To- totally. I want to do that. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I thought. <laughs> um, and then uh, it took almost a month, three plus weeks. Uh, for Call of Duty Warzone, probably because all their development testers were on strike. Yeah, it took, yeah. Them, it took them three weeks to uh fix a skin, uh, in Call of Duty Warzone that made players invisible. I mean, that's a top tier skin right there. It, well, you weren't supposed to be invisible, but well, no, there but, was a yeah. glitch, and so all you could see was the face mask, and then the guns kind of floating in air, running. So half the time you would never see the person, sure. you know, unless you were really, really looking. And it was just rampant. You know, you paid twenty bucks to buy this skin, and you were invisible. You could just run around killing people. That sounds like a ton of fun. Yeah, not a ton of fun when you're going up against it, and you're like, "Why am I dying?" Well, you know, it'd be great if like, you know, at some point in time, like half your team has to have it. So most of the players are just invisible everywhere. (laughs) Well, and so that was what players were getting upset about is like, how did they not fix this? This is clearly a pay to win mechanic right now. Like until you resolve this skin, I'm literally paying $20 to win all of my games because I'm invisible. Sure. Like it's literally like a hack at that point like what's yeah. what's the difference between a, uh, a hacker who just makes himself invisible or ghosts under the floor so right that's call of duty though for you that's activision they don't give a f if anything they were stoked because it got more people to buy their skin they probably it, made, it made them of, so- they made them an f ton of money theory. yeah that's a conspiracy right there it's probably the number one most but ah, no i don't know that would be a cool stat to see number one most like purchased skin be a cool stat to see if gaming companies ever shared any information, but they don't. Yes. Because there's no transparency. I swear to God. <laughs> That's going to wrap it up for this week with my long rants went a little bit longer than we would have liked, but a uh, lot of good contents. It felt good to be to be back. The last couple of weeks have been crazy. Yeah. So um, we'll keep you posted, guys, on everything coming up and uh we'll see you again same place same normal time not same time next week no i'm just kidding please please don't have any issues next week brenna 
no more. Sir, no more if you could <laughs> go ahead and create, like, develop a superpower that would stop this crap from happening, I would go ahead. You know, I would appreciate that. And the fact that you've been holding out on me is a little bit annoying. That's what I would like to say. You know what that superpower is? What? Death. Alcohol. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So one comes before the other is what I'm saying. Yeah, one gets you ready. It's a two-step program. It can be the same step if you'd like. Oh, jeez. Speed run. <laughs> All right, everybody. Good luck. Have fun. And remember, keep your goose loose. Hey, I'm Pylon. And I'm Doc. And if you've ever played an Elder Scrolls game, you've probably used UESP.net to help you find information about a quest, dive deeper into lore, or really learn anything about the Elder Scrolls. But did you know we have a podcast too? Every week we bring you the latest in Elder Scrolls news, dig deeper into topics surrounding the game, and have a ton of fun while doing it. You can find us on your favorite podcatcher by searching the unofficial Elder Scrolls podcast. Can't wait to see you all there. Looking for a Fallout audio drama? It's True Vault Escapades! That's right, follow the death-defying adventures of Detective Walter Camry and his vault girl Bunny as they solve the Wasteland's biggest mysteries. From the dramatic Texas prologue to the high-stakes world of New Vegas, Walter and Bunny risk it all to crack everything from murders, slaver syndicates, and corruption at the highest level in post-nuclear America. True Vault Escapades. It's a Fallout show with a detective twist. Look for True Vault Escapades wherever you get your podcasts.